Sports Beat on the Bay. Good morning, everybody. This is Sports Beat 88.7 on your dial for Monday, May 9th, with Dave Percival and Dan Caswell. And Grant's here as well. Guys, what's happening? How are, how is everything? Busy weekend. Are you guys okay today? I'm, I'm fine. How are you okay? That's more. I couldn't be better. Really? Like personally, I'm good, but I've got a lot of sports things I want to beef about today. Oh yeah, excellent. Airing of grievances today. Oh, it's grievance day, right? <laughs> I'm going to file a grievance. Is what I'm going to do. <laughs> well, let's start. Let's start with what my main grievance is. So, so <laughs> I think I'm going to steal this from Dan. But the Leafs got the split. Yes. But I but I, I must admit, so they had a great game the other night. You know, uh, won't go into great depth about it. They all played well. Another fine game. Figured they'd put the throttle down on these uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. But last night, you know what? Terrible start. Absolutely horrific start. And, you know, I'm not stealing this from announcers, but, you know, a lot of this is on Sheldon Keefe. Because, now, Dan, give you some fodder here. You can agree or disagree. First off, you have a line bunting Matthews and Marner that has played great all year. So he decides that for no reason, because I'm telling you, bunting has played well, move bunting to the fourth line. He didn't like something about that. Put Kerfoot up. Ruins the dynamic of that line, regardless. Starts the third line, David Camp, who's played very well, as when they need momentum, he starts the third line instead of Matthews and Marner, which is a big mistake. You know, mm-hmm. it, it set the precedent that the third line got all hemmed in against the big line mm-hmm. of Tampa Bay. Um, playing Justin Hall over Lilligren, who did nothing wrong, is a major error because Hall was uh, victimized two or three times last night which is a good old Justin Hall, the way he stumbles around there. And finally... Wait, hang on. I'm taking notes here. Can you talk slower? I'm going to keep going. i got to make some comments here. And finally, pulling Jack Campbell aside in front of the TV and the world to play that game is a Sheldon Keefe moment. Because the world was watching. Because everybody's watching. He didn't have to do that. Normally, you have the talk after in private to say, here's why I did what I did. It's not that he did anything wrong, but he certainly did something wrong talking to him in front of the world. So do you think that Sheldon Keefe is like losing control? I don't think so. But I think if they don't beat Tampa, there's going to be a lot of issues for Sheldon Keefe potentially as a coach. Uh, Mind you, I think they're going to be okay. I think they'll rebound uh, with that fifth game. Got to find a way to get Matthews untracked a bit. And I, he and Marner have, you know, with the penalties they take, they took too many penalties, and Matthews doesn't get out very much. Um, you can't have Austin Matthews not playing. And unfortunately, in penalty situations, he's not getting out there, and there's a lot of penalties. No, for sure. Now, going back to all your grievances. Yeah, okay, so I'm done now. Okay. Let's make it a p- some positivity. All right. Well, I do. Uh, no, no, but no, I do, do agree. You, yes. I do agree with you with uh, most of those points. Um, I think where the the Kerfoot thing went is maybe he saw something that, you know, in what they did in these prior games, like when they were successful, when Bunting was out of the lineup, that that's why he put Kerfoot in. But I totally agree with you on Hall. I like. I have no clue how he's an NHLer, to be honest. Well, yeah, we're at, I guess Babcock was right on that one, wasn't yeah, he? Like, he I really no was. I have no clue how Jared Hall's an NHLer. And the rest, as, since the world's watching, the rest of the world probably agrees too. Uh, because even in the press conference, there was, uh, I don't know who it was, they asked uh, Sheldon Keefe, why would you start your worst defenseman in such a big game? And... Uh, 
he's he, so he was you know kind of coy about it. well who's my worst defenseman oh i don't agree with you and you know it's like he, he justin or jared hall is not an nhler justin hall justin hall sorry yeah. i was right yeah yeah he's no he's not anymore well maybe he never was yeah you know, he kind of had us fooled for a year. But but I hate to blame him, but he didn't ask to be thrown in the lineup. And I'll tell you what, Lilligren played well. He got he got beat on one goal, and they said, oh, well, he's showing signs. He's been effective. Yeah. So to pull an effective player out and throw him in, I hope they can they can right this ship. And I'll tell you what, we, we do respect Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay always, always come back and play well after a poor game. Mm-hmm. And they had a poor game two nights ago, definitely. But there's nothing to worry about, Purse, because you have the Leafs winning the next two to go on to the next round. All right, done. You see, so there you go. Dan has called it, and Dan's generally right. He's 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 going to be right in his own world. So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna call that. But Tuesday night is a big game, and we have the the home uh, home side advantage. Yep, and it's huge. So that I think that's fair. I, but we've got to get Matthews on track, and we have to get Marner. Now, I guess uh, I guess Sorelli and Braden Point and these guys are doing a heck of a job on him. Because no, for of, sure. You know, as I said, he just seems a little bit off. Yep. And I'm not blaming anything on here, Marner, this time. That's true. So far, so good with those guys. Um, so just keeping in the hockey game, what do you think about the Boston Bruins clawing back to make it 2-2 against a very good Carolina team? Well, uh, it's, it's amazing for one. Uh, two... I mean, they, it just seemed very lopsided in, uh, in Carolina that it was looking like it would be a four-game series. But now, it, like, obviously, it's a whole very homer series. And the team that, you know, Boston's going to have to win on the road to win this series. Yeah, most definitely. But, you know, you and I both agree that the, the playoff format isn't really fair. We've talked about this yep. in the past. But you know what? Uh, they've got to love this because most of them are knotted up at two-two. This is this is competitive stuff. Like you, it's the Pittsburgh Rangers or Pittsburgh Penguins and the New York Rangers. That's those are two high skill teams. Pittsburgh have got a two-one lead on them. I'm surprised at that. Yeah, I guess the, I shouldn't be. But. I guess the only series that does seem to be lopsided is the uh, Colorado nashville series yeah and i thought nashville give them a little bit more than that i'd love to see the florida panthers eliminated i hate to think ahead but i'd like to see florida out why because the leafs play washington very well and they don't play florida as well as they play washington so i'm just thinking ahead that's all i'm just i'd I'd, I'd prefer to see florida go. i've got some expectations right okay so that's that and what about the Edmonton Oilers four nothing loss yesterday they're they're in tight against the la kings very tough yeah, and that series is what, 2-1 now? 2-2. 2-2. Mini and St. Louis. And again, two, two. haven't That's followed so that, close. but you got two real good teams there yep. at 2-2. So a lot of good hockey to be had. Yes. For sure. Blue Jays, we were talking earlier. What Dan, we were saying uh, they're they're not playing very well. They dropped three of four to the Cleveland Guardians. Yes. Um, bullpen had some trouble. They've got some issues there. And the bats are pretty quiet. They're not putting up many runs, Dan, like we thought they would at this juncture. No, and and, and maybe it's it's really evident what you talked about last year or last week with Teoscar out because they just can't pitch around certain guys when he's in the lineup. What what is What is worth a mention, and he's doing what he does, and he's a great third baseman, by the way, but Matt Chapman struck out four times yesterday. He's having a lot of trouble. He'll either hit a home run or strike out, and yeah. his strikeout numbers are huge. And that, but they knew that coming in. No, you for know, sure. You're still better equipped with him at third base than anybody else. Yeah, defensively, else. he's awesome. He's the best. And uh, but yeah, we're I'm waiting for them to break out. But they have the Yankees uh, 
in New York yes. starting tomorrow. So we'll see how that plays out against a very good team. No, for sure. Um, some golf. I got to talk golf. Max Homa beat yep. Keegan Bradley, and all the only reason I smile about saying Keegan Bradley to you, and you yeah. know why, yeah. is he's so quirky. The uh, way he lines up his putts, like your brother Paul. He, he's, he's moving as he's hitting. He's doing all sorts of weird things that you shouldn't do as a pro golfer. Yeah. Sorry, Paul. But Keegan Bradley's been three and a half years since he won a tournament. I figured he's a player. He's a real good player. Yeah. But yesterday, this Max Homa started late. I didn't realize he was 28 years old when he won his first tournament, and he, he started really late. But he's got three quietly who I've never – I only heard of, have heard of him – three wins in the past 15 months. So he came back and, and pulled off a huge win at the Wells Fargo. Yeah, and that's all. But Keegan Bradley, I like, he went six years before that without a win. Right. And I think, I think all that nervous energy is a problem at that level. Would you not think it is? <laughs> well, it's just very, like, I, you know, I'm just visualizing how he lines up putts with his eyes, like half his eye closed and all, you know, cockeyed. You can and, really yeah. psych yourself out, as yeah. we both know. Um, NBA, some NBA action. Uh, Embiid is back, and Harden's playing well. They've uh, they were down 2-0, and they've knotted their series against the Miami Heat. You gotta like that. Like they are a very very good team, and the rap that tells you how good the Raptors were too. No, for sure. They've come back. Phoenix Jail Blazers and Dallas are tied, right yep, yep. at 2-2. Shockingly, but Dallas just Dallas like to throw up those threes. They won't beat them if they have to play them tough, and no, that's for, for sure. sure. And finally, Golden State is hanging on in, in a very dirty series with Memphis. Yes. Did you hear the line that they used? The, Steve Kerr said they broke the code. Dylan Brooks broke the guy's elbow. So then there was another a reverse thing happened, and the, the player knew enough that Jay Morant to say, we, they broke the code on me. Yeah. But there is some so, dirty, dirty yeah, stuff. Yeah, Jab Morant's out now yes. with a knee injury. So, uh, yeah, it's a filthy, filthy series. Now, the other one, the, the guy I want to talk about quietly, because I have heard of him. Have you heard of Carlos Alcaraz? Not Alcatraz, Alcaraz. No. 19 years old, won the Madrid Open. It's his fourth title this year in tennis, is okay. the most. I was just wondering what the sport was. I'm glad you said tennis. And guess who he knocked off? Who? Nadal, nice. Djokovic, and Zverev in the final. He beat, they say he is the top young guy. Well, he has to be. Yeah. To beat those guys in a tournament? No, that's impressive. Is, I, I just have to mention it because that's spectacular. And he's 19 years old. Awesome. So, you know, I don't know. We haven't mentioned him, but I think we're going to be mentioning him. And it's Alcaraz? Him. Alcaraz. Okay. Yeah. So I understand there was some local action. Tons of local. Tons of local. I lacrosse. love local action. It was uh, our Junior C uh, Hawks. I don't know why I put Otters down, but Junior Seahawks here. Uh, they played Whippy on the road on uh, Friday night. Then they had South Shore for their home opener on Saturday, and then North Shore on Sunday. Um, the 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 Hawks are okay right now. They're slowly getting a little bit more disciplined, staying out of the box. Uh, that's been their problem for the first few games. Uh, but uh, Whippy down to Whippy lost fifteen eight. Uh, South Shore in the home opener, they're super close uh, right until the third period. And then uh, South Shore pulled away for a 13-7 uh, victory against our Hawks. But they got their first win against North Shore on Sunday with an 8-3 win. Tell me something, Dan. Yeah. You know, it's tough to, you know, we take this for granted, but you play Whitby, a place the size of Whitby. They, they must draw differently than Huntsville, not to knock Huntsville at all, but... No, not to, you're, you're right, right, not to knock Huntsville. And, and, I mean, it is a hotbed of lacrosse. 
But in that area, you have oh, so you have a junior A team with the Whippy Warriors right, right there. Uh, Peterborough's not too far away. Peterborough Lakers. So both those teams like will have bordering areas that they can draw from. Oh boy! Okay. So like Clarington, Oshawa. Uh, Ajax Pickering, that would all be Whitby. And then uh, east of, say, Clarington would be probably where you see the uh, players in those centers would be going to uh, Peterborough. Uh, then you have Peterborough does have B, um, Junior B, and they also have Junior C. Uh, Clarington has Junior B and Junior C, and Whitby has Junior C. So there's a lot of opportunity for these guys down there to play. So you're right uh, that the they're you know it is a competitive spot, but it's also these are these are teams they can beat. Huntsville's a very good team. They're a very undisciplined team that they're riding the ship as far as penalties are concerned. But as long as they can start putting the ball in net, they're going to be very successful. Um, they have uh, very good pieces, and I'm just I'm a, I'm really impressed with that team. All right, well, you, you and, know? and you're saying it's discipline so, based. So, well, I mean, you, like uh, their first two games, they had you know 120 minutes of lacrosse and 160 minutes in penalties. Okay, so they can, right? they've got lots of time to right? rein that and in. And so, too. so with the North Shore game, here they are. They only have three against. And I think they had three or four penalties in the game. All right. So, you know? uh, yeah. so, you know, when they realize that they play a man down, they get scored on, it's going to resonate through the team. Like, you know what? Maybe I'm not going to retaliate with a slash. You know, maybe I'm not going to do this. Maybe I'll just walk away and focus on putting, uh, putting the ball in the net. Fair enough. You know, and so it's uh, they're going to have a good season they're coming up uh, this Saturday. Cornwall is coming to town, so they'll be happy to play against Cornwall because they're that was their first game of the season. You got to remember, a lot of these guys haven't played for two years either. Right. right. And so they they were uh, you know that was one of the the penalty trouble games. I think they'll be successful against Cornwall. Then Nepean's coming to town. Nepean has a very young, talented uh, team that. The you know as far as what happened in the first game they lost fifteen to two, but I, I think it's a their Nepean's a very young team, uh, they're a very immature team, and uh, you know when they ran the score up, Huntsville you know started to you know there's a few fights and all that sort of stuff as you'd suspect Percy, yes, and uh, I don't think Nepean liked that. They didn't like that aspect, and I don't. And then Huntsville is not going to forget that. So on May twenty second, Nepean comes back to town for, you know, to to play us. So it's it's uh, it's really good the lacrosse. I mean, it's great to to go out and support. Like the home opener was fantastic. It w- there was a ton of people there. Uh, it's great to see people back watching. It's great to see people back playing. It's uh, it's good. Uh, and then I was uh, down in Ajax last yesterday. For the U17 Ember Tech Huntsville Hawks field lacrosse team, mm-hmm. and they played Memico and beat them six to two. And then the Newmarket game, they're down six one at the half, and came back to win seven six against Newmarket, a team that they had played their first game of the season and got beat pretty bad by Newmarket. And so, six straight goals. Yeah, that's a, that's an awesome victory. Yeah. So a big shout out to uh, Damon Buttis. He pretty much put the team on his back for the second half and. Brought the victory for the Hawks. 
Boy, that's a that is a stellar report, Dan. Yes. Great lacrosse report, I'll <laughs> tell you. Stellar. It doesn't get any better than that. No, but as I said, it's going to be a good year then. Yeah. As I said, for all of us. Well, I'll tell you what, I think we're good to go. It's uh, it's a big big week ahead. Nice weather. Leafs tomorrow night. Get out there, yell and scream at your TV. Do whatever it takes to get them that uh, win and go up three to two. Anyway, I'm Dave for Dan and Grant. Have a fantastic day. We'll be back on Wednesday with more sports.